You are now listening to Cult Cinema Catacombs. These films exist. Find us on uh, the TV show Farmer Needs a Wife. You can find us on the show. Um, God, this Farmer Needs a Wife. Oh my God! I forgot OnlyFans. That's true. <laughs> that was that one upset me at the end of last show. Um, also, Only Hands, which is OnlyFans, but just for pictures of hands. It's like foot 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 pics, but just hands. There you go. It's all Jergens. <laughs> it's sponsored by Jergens, specifically. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Welcome to Cold Cinema Catacombs. It is March, and this is our first episode uh, where we're not talking about Matthew Lillard. Uh, it's kind of odd. Well, I would but... like to talk to, talk about him real quick. Okay. Because a story just came out. It just broke. I just saw it today. Okay. That is it the update last... on Freddy by uh, by Five Nights of Freddy or it, no? But it's a different. I already shared. I saved it for you, but I already shared it with Courtney. Um, there has been a story that broke today that um, oh god, James Gunn um, actually while on the set of Scooby Doo, okay, <laughs> uh, the last Scooby Doo movie with Matthew Lillard pitched to Warner Brothers a Plastic Man movie. Starring Matthew Lillard. Oh my God, that would have been perfect. And with the f- and with the fact that he is now the head honcho, and if this is something that he wants to do, what are the chances we get Matthew Lillard as Plastic Man? Yeah, I know. I know he's older now, but I think it would still work. Well, I mean, they're doing Batman: The Brave and the Bold, the movie, and he was yeah. a reg- he was a regular on that series. Yeah. Just give me a character. I mean, he's gonna if if. If Gunn wants him as Plastic Man in one of these movies, do it. He, he's going to be in it. Gunn yeah. put, put Lula Borg in there as Javelin. I mean, he's going to he can make that. He'll make that happen. I think God, we're going to yeah. see it. That was I saw that as I, almost as I was coming in to record. So, um, yeah, so that's cool. Yeah, do it. Bring it to us, please. Because I was even asking that when I first heard. That Brat, that Batman the Brave and the Bold was being turned into a movie. I went, okay, who's playing Plastic Man? Right, and it would have to be. I can't. As soon as they said it, I was like, there's nobody else. He's got the grin. He's got. There's he's got nobody. The, I mean, yeah. he has the sense of humor. Mm-hmm. Like I could imagine Plastic Man giving every speech in SLC Punk, <laughs> <laughs> and it would have been fine. Like make remake SLC Punk, but put it in the DC universe and make him Plastic Man, and it's a great movie. <laughs> I've been seeing a lot of pl- – maybe it's the show. I don't know if the algorithm listens to our show. It probably does. Um, oh, sure it does. Algorithm and Shout Factory and Vinegar Syndrome. Those are who listens to our show. Yeah. Uh, but I've been seeing a lot more SLC Punk uh, discourse throughout, like, all of the social media. I'm like, what is going on right now? Oh, my God. There's a lot going on in the world of cold cinema right now. I mean, we got lots to catch up on. Uh, first and foremost, um, I stumbled upon a trailer for a movie that right now you can uh, watch, you can rent and watch on Amazon Prime called Give Me Pity. Give Me Pity. Okay. Yes. And the, the, the basically the whole idea of it is the woman who stars in this, she's basically playing a, a, variation of Bette Midler in the early 80s. Um, <laughs> even, though right. it's not, even though it's not Bette Midler, you could tell that she's based the character on Bette Midler. 
And the concept of the film is, is it's that it's this Saturday night variety show that she's starring her first one ever on television and it's airing live on television. What happens if she suddenly has a psychotic meltdown on live television okay. and starts seeing like murders and everything else going on? <laughs> All right. And I went, oh, let me go rent this. I, it's like, I just saw the trailer before we started recording and I'm just like. I'm going to go rent this and watch this tonight. So I saw a trailer for a movie as well that I think that would be right in our pocket. This movie, um, it's (laughs) I can't even do it with a straight face. It's called Wishcraft. (laughs) Oh, my God. It stars Michael Weston, Uh, (laughs) a bull's penis. A preserved bull's penis. A preserved bull's penis. Sorry, I couldn't do it. I tried to get it out with a straight face, and I couldn't. I, I gave it a shot. Speak, speak, speaking of animal genitalia. Sure. Have you seen Take cocaine? animal genitalia corner. What was yeah. that? Yes. Yeah, have you seen Cocaine Bear yet? I have not yet. Oh, my God. Okay. When you see it, you'll understand why uh, there was a segue with uh, animal genitalia. <laughs> okay. Because uh, it's one of the best lines delivered in the film, and it's it's delivered by the man who played young um, Han Solo in the in Solo, a Star Wars story. Oh no, uh, uh, the guy's name that I can't pronounce. Yeah, because it's like Dutch or something. <laughs> yes, sure. Uh, Cocaine Bear was a riot. Uh, I had so much fun watching it, and it, it's just a hoot. I mean, you you, you got to go in expecting what you think you're going to get with a title like cocaine bear. Uh, But what made it great was that the cast played it seriously. They, uh, they, they didn't wink, wink, nudge, nudge at the camera or anything like that. And at the same time, you, you, they were acting like you knew what type of movie they were in. So basically this is the uh, internet fueled horror comedy that snakes on the plane wanted to be right so yeah. we, we 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 finally got that fulfilled with cocaine bear and now we're starting to get the ripoffs we're getting yeah. uh you know we're, we're we're getting now one for the, the with the cocaine alligator i think it the was shark. Or something. we got the cocaine yeah shark now we got in. cocaine shark uh, no, I'm sorry. It's Meth Gator. That's meth the one Gator. we're getting. Which meth is Gator. Just Florida. You see, and we were talking. A group of us was talking about the Meth Gator one because it is set in Florida, and we're like, no, it should have been bath salts. <laughs> right, right. That's that's a good point. That's a good point. Um, I in in terms of new movies that I haven't watched yet, but I have here. I am very excited to announce that my copy finally of kill her goats has arrived and i nice. will be I'm watching it about that yeah and i will I'm... be reporting in kane hotter a bunch of like playboy playmates <laughs> in a, I'm curious in a, about in a, this one yeah in a super slasher movie um i am i'm very i'm i'm very excited to see this movie like it's sitting on the shelf right now just waiting for <laughs> me to w- watch it to carve out the, nice. the the two hours on the 4k tv to watch this thing so it'll happen It'll happen. So yeah, we've got. So yeah, we've got that. We've got. Uh, I saw Scream Six, which was phenomenal. Um, was it? Yeah, I haven't seen it in 3D. I'm gonna, the second time I see it, I'm going to watch it in 3D just because I'm kind of curious about a couple of scenes in 3D, especially the subway sequence. I can imagine how claustrophobic it is in 3D because it was sure. already claustrophobic in 2D. Right. Uh, yeah. This the the gang this time decided to do a tribute to. Dario Argento slashers with this. No. Yeah, and and in means of that by just how long it lingers on the kill. <laughs> um, <laughs> it is. This is the most violent scream really? movie ever made. Yes, and it's it is shocking. I I didn't think it would be possible for them to after you know six entries, and you know pulling off the moving it to you know New York trope that it would work, but it did. It, when you see it, keep an eye out in the background in like the first 15, 20 minutes movie for a nod to Jason Takes Manhattan. It's there. Okay. They do okay. it. Um, as a matter of fact, a couple of times in the soundtrack, you, you'll hear a little note from Friday the 13th and 
you'll like hear Manfredi the from like the the score. Okay. Yeah. yeah, you'll hear little notes from it, and you'll also hear the. Ch-ch-ch-ch. Oh, that's cool. A little bit. Okay. It's clever. It's very clever. Good. Um, I didn't see the twist. Chris figured it out. I didn't see the twist coming at all. I was floored by the twist. Um, and yeah, it's just a lot of fun. And when you do go see it, you the for a first time in Scream history, we have a post credit scene. Okay. So make okay. sure if you have if you've not seen the movie yet, make sure you stay for the closing credits. If you've seen the movie, you need to go see it again and stay through the closing credits to watch the post credit scene. It's worth it. Trust me, okay. it's worth it. Um, um, and the biggest cult news to come out, besides all the other movies that are coming out, like Bo is Missing and all of this stuff, I mean, just oh this, a so flood bad. of stuff coming out. We've got The Boogeyman uh, coming out. We've got uh, the incredibly intense-looking Evil Dead Rise after that new trailer with the, uh, the, with the uh tattoo gun i mean chris loved the evil dead remake he's not really a big fan of the I franchise i haven't seen it i have it i didn't i haven't watched it yet it's and good I, I it's intense it. it's intense uh he liked the dark direction that the reboot remake slash pseudo sequel went into but once we saw the scene in the new trailer where the possessed mom grabs a tattoo gun and is about to tattoo an eyeball on someone uh, on the eyeball of someone. Chris said, "I'm going to have you go see this first. This looks a little too intense for me." Yeah. So it's just like, yeah, that one actually made me cringe too, seeing that in the trailer. Right. But the <coughs> me. biggest news, the biggest what the fuck news. I think you were the one that brought this to my attention. <laughs> To celebrate the 20th anniversary of The Room, they remade <laughs> The Room. And not just remade the, mo- for the movie. They did it for charity, starring Bob Odekirk as Johnny, and in the role of Claudette, Katie fucking Seagal. <laughs> this is amazing. This is how far The Room has come around. And keep in mind, I still I'm, I still haven't seen it. I'm not going to see it for... No, we're taking care of that this year. Yeah. Yeah, but... no, no, we're... Yeah. But, like, they, The Room has come so full circle on itself that Bob goddamn Odenkirk, one of the most popular actors in the world, and Katie Seagal are re- have remade this movie... <laughs> For charity. That's how popular this is. Is that ever been done? Ever? I don't think so. I no. I can't think of a movie that's been, like a cult movie that's been remade because of the fact that it is a cult movie and they know that they can raise money from charity by doing it. Well, I think they did. Didn't they do that during the pandemic with Princess Bride, actually? Yeah, and they did it. Yeah, they no, they did it with Princess Bride. They did it all like you. But this is like an actual like this is this is this yeah this is an actual movie that we'll be able to purchase for donation and watch whereas apparently the the princess bride was like like mandy patankin in his kitchen wearing a bad anigo montoya costume delivering his lines which is fine that's great good go for it but this is like a different thing Mm -hmm. that's cool and I, I remember reading Bob Odekirk in uh, the press. He's like, no, this is real. We, we, we actually did this. Um, this said, isn't I, one of my jokes. I realized yeah. that I am a very hilarious man and full of improv goodness. But this is yeah. real. This is not a prank I'm doing with Dave Cross. This is real. <laughs> this isn't a Mr. Show bit. This is real. And he said that. Also, because he was told that he had to play the role seriously, that he couldn't be, you know, joking with the role. It was the hardest line delivery he ever had in his entire life. (laughs) I bet. Because even in, like, Better Call Saul, he delivers those lines tongue-in-cheek. Like, he's Mm -hmm. a comedic actor. Oh, yeah. But, but, you know, he's transcended comedy. Like, if you haven't seen... um, Nobody. Oh, nobody. That is great. totally oh, God. hell. Yeah. So nobody. Good. Yeah. Oh my God, it's so good. Um, yeah, like he's 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 next level. Um, but yeah, that was a big one. I saw that, and before I even read the article, I sent it to you. 
was just like, oh my god, what is happening here? I I I saw that and I went, what? You know that meme of that woman that goes, what? That's what was in my head, yeah. and then I yeah. read it and I'm like, oh my god, this is what? This is real? What? No way! And then I saw the cast photo. And there's Greg Sestero in front dressed as one of the characters, Chris R. from the movie. And I'm like, oh, shit, is he playing Chris R.? And I'm like, <laughs> looking at the cast, I'm like, oh, this is real. This fucking shit is real. Oh, my God. This is not a bit. This is real. So I can't wait. I honestly, I, 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 the minute it becomes available to purchase and download to watch for charity. I'm on it. I got to see yeah. this thing. I mean, I'm, I gotta, I'm curious, especially if they used the original screenplay that Tommy was so wrote instead of the shooting screenplay, because that original screenplay that Tommy was so wrote is bonkers. Absolutely bonkers. <laughs> it honestly is like you told an AI generator to write a Skinamax movie and that's the original screenplay. <laughs> oh my god, that's great, man! I can't, I can't wait. Like, I'm very excited. And speaking, I'm very excited. Speaking of AI generated screenplays, kudos to South Park recently, who their their most recent episode as of this recording, uh, not only decided to take on the AI apps that are out there, but did an entire episode where half of the episode was written with an AI app and also used NI generated voice work for the dialogue in the episode. <laughs> I mean, I mean, they went next level with this episode. Um, if you haven't seen any of the seasons of South Park, you're missing out, especially, especially the episode with the Japanese toilets. Um, but that thing, I mean, the fact that they gave the AI app a writing credit, an acting credit in the closing credits is hilarious. That's great. Absolutely hilarious. That's great. So I I wanted to wait until April to reveal this, but I don't think you'll take it as seriously as um as you as you would in April because you know it's April we're expecting it's April Fool's Day yeah yeah so I want to make an announcement um I've officially changed my name Roy my name is really? Andrew Farmer anymore yeah um I've changed my name uh from now on I would like to be referred to as Net Flexington so um please refer to me from now on as Net Flexington that will Net be my name Flexington Net Flexington Yes, that's my name now. That's Flexington. Net, Net Flexington. And may I ask the meaning behind the name? I mean, it's just, it's the best name I've ever heard in my life. I, that's why. <laughs> I'm 45 years old, and uh, the Andrew Farmer just wasn't working for me anymore. But you know what does? That goddamn Net, Flexington. That's what Net works, Flexington. baby. That's right. Credit cards coming in that name now. I'm getting my Victoria's Secret catalogs in Netflixington's name. Honestly, they're not, coming, I, they're not coming to Mandrew Farmer anymore. Take that, my brother, Mandrew who signed Farmer. me up 15 years ago for Victoria's Secret catalogs under the name Mandrew Farmer. God damn it. Wow. Best prank anybody's ever pulled on me from the most unlikely of sources, my brother. Yeah. Oh, I was going to say, that sounds like either something that what Hunter would have done, too. So I was just like, what, Hunter? <laughs> You're not wrong. If I had to if I had to do it a usual Sesmex lineup, Hunter would have been the first person I chose. He's probably the Kaiser Sose of it. I don't know how he got a hold of my brother, but I'm sure he did. <laughs> God damn it. No, oh, I was – Netflixington was a name that I was just – was sitting here when I was working and I just thought of Netflixington as a name and just was like, that's amazing. So, um, yeah. So if you want to, if you want to refer to me now as Netflixington, you, or if Netflixington needs to be a character on the show, that's fine too. You just tell me what net needs to do and net will do it. Net also refers to net in the third person. The third person. Just know that about that. Net has a a whole, um, a whole history now. Um, yeah. 
you can thank a uh, friend of the show and uh, and guest host Courtney for his history. I was holding on to it, waiting for this show to start talking about Netflexington. So, um, so yeah, I'll reveal little tidbits about Netflexington over the year, so you'll oh, know. God. <laughs> All righty then. Well, thanks, Courtney. Uh, Shark tooth you- necklace. <laughs> Shark tooth necklace. I'm gonna say, just leave that hanging there. Take it as you will, Shark Tooth Nether. Uh, does, does he does he got the rhythm in him? Um <laughs> Yes, yes, he does. Yeah. He's <laughs> Yeah. He was at the patio party in Can't Stop the Music, just so you know. <laughs> so I'm I'm gonna take a wild guess that uh with a name like Next Flexington that uh his favorite song is um, When the Lights Go Out by Five. <laughs> it probably is. It pro- I haven't thought about hard enough yet, but it probably is. Also, maybe some like early Limp Biscuit. I'm thinking <laughs> probably is in there, too. Oh, my lordy. Well, on that note, uh, yeah. let's yeah. start talking about some trauma here yeah it's trauma month baby trauma month we're finally after all this time taking on trauma pictures and um i what inspired this was uh you know obviously becoming friends with you know lloyd fucking kaufman and i was just like okay i better now finally talk about his stuff on this show um and then plus also just to you know celebrate and, and bring attention to the in- incredible streaming service Troma now, um, which I hope with uh, the Toxic Avenger um, the remake coming out and also with the God I can't believe he's doing this all four of the original movies in Ultra HD 4K <laughs> coming out. Uh, <laughs> that you know maybe it'll bring some traction to the site because it it deserves it there's just so much on there i it's one of those places kind of like um if if you're wondering if a certain movie you remember renting from your childhood (laughs) that only would have went straight to home video and it was weird as fuck if it's available on a service it'll either either be on tubi or trauma now I was going to say, you got two choices. Start at Troma. If it's not there, go to Full Moon. It's going to be on one of the two. <laughs> yes. But um, if it was made by Andy Sedaris, it'll be on Full Moon. And it'll if it's be- Picasso Trigger, call me and we'll watch it together. <laughs> it'll, it'll get weird, but we will. So, I mean, you got the usual suspects when it comes to Troma. Of course, the biggest one being the Toxic Avenger. I mean, that, that's... That's yeah. probably the biggest By introduction to to uh, cult cinema, the Toxic Avenger that I didn't know was cult cinema um, until somebody told me that. Like, no, that's just a regular movie that everybody's seen. <laughs> that's just like Gremlins or Top Gun. No, Andy, it's not. Oh, okay. Well, I guess I know who I am as a person now. <laughs> But I mean, he, uh, the biggest ones to come out of trauma. I mean, before even they, when they, before they even went into that direction, yeah, they, they were making uh, sex comedies, which were huge during the the seventies and the eighties. I mean, the the biggest one uh, being uh, the biggest ones, I should say, uh, being Squeeze Play, Waitress, and Stuck on You. Um, I mean, he didn't go by. Uh, Lloyd, uh, Lloyd Kaufman, when he directed those, he went by the name Samuel Wheel. Uh, but, you know, he was definitely responsible for those. And those were hits uh, because, like I said, the, the, the sex comedy was giant back then. And then in 1984, he decided to do The Toxic Avenger, and the film became a giant thanks to home video. Uh, Then he also did Class of Newcomb High, which was another big one. Uh, Troma's War didn't go over too well, Um, although I love it. I love the whole, you know, the the whole take on 80s culture in that film that was going on and the the toxic mentality in the 80s. Then, of course, Sergeant Kabuki Man, NYPD, which which I I have a 
I have a signed poster for behind me right now. I remember seeing footage of the press junket for that on television at the Cannes Film Festival, where they had the actor dressed up in full Sergeant Kubuki Man, you know, gear, and he was promoting it at the Cannes Film Festival. And that just made me crack up. I was just like, (laughs) there you go. And of course, probably the next biggest film to come out um, from him at uh, Troma, besides the Toxic Avenger and the Class of Nukem High, is Tromeo and Juliet. Yeah. Uh, because it, of a, a little man uh, you may know by the name of James Gunn uh, being involved with it. But with all of those movies and then other fun films that came out, like uh, Surf Nazis Must Die, Silent Night, Bloody Night, Mother's Day, um, yeah, I decided I wanted to go with uh, one from 1999 to look at, and he was actually very honored that I chose this one. The film is called Terror Firmer, and... It is a horror comedy that is actually semi-autobiographical for him because he based it off of his autobiography, All I Need to Know About Filmmaking, I Learned from the Toxic Avenger. And I've this is one I've not seen from him also, which is also another okay. reason why I went for it. Uh, but basing what I've read on the basic plot, it kind of sounds like this was also inspired by Scream. Um, as I said, this came out in 1999, and it's about a um, some 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 shenanigans, I guess is the best way to put it, going on on the set of a movie uh, be, that's uh, being done at uh, sort of like Troma Pictures. And I was like, okay, this sounds interesting. This this yeah. this this could work. So I was like, yeah, let's go with this one. And sure enough, it's on Troma now. So. so it's so it's a little meta. Like, yeah. it's a it's, film being filmed while a film is being filmed. Yeah, it's definitely very uh, meta. Okay. Um, and apparently there's supposed to be a lot of references to the, uh, the, the like, the, the past cinema of Troma in there. Oh, cool. Um, <laughs> one thing I read that I can't wait to see is the penis monster, which is referred okay. to in the, in the film as Thor, the god of love. Oh. <laughs> So I, I can't wait to see that. Um, but I, I, Lloyd Kaufman also acts in the movie. It also stars Ron Jeremy. Okay. So right. we've, this, we've is got, this the first Ron Jeremy appearance on this show? Yes, it is. So Holy I was shit. about ready to say that. Years, yes. Five years to get there? All right. <laughs> I, was, I was about ready to say, yeah, this is our first Ron Jeremy um, appearance. Um. And uh, it's also the first film that uh, Troma made to be edited digitally. Oh, so not film. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, so we have a digital edit film. Apparently, there's a parody of the Morton Downey Jr. show <laughs> in this thing. Um, and now I need to take a look to see what cut we're getting also, because there's like three different cuts to this film so let me log into my trauma now app here hold on because that's where we're going to watch it on uh do let's see here class of nukem high Tromeo juliet another one i almost went with we're going to have to do this one on this show at one point though is cannibal the musical oh yeah oh yeah well Uh, we need to do a full musical month yeah. At some point, like I know we've accidentally stumbled into musicals before, um, you know, but we need to do a dedicated musical month at some point. Oh, good. We're getting the director's cut. OK, so, yeah, because there's a there's a, a 98 minute theatrical cut and then there is a one hour and 54 minute director's cut. Okay. Uh, so, of course, I kind of figured it would be on there. But, yeah, the version that we're going to be watching on Troma now is the director's cut. Cool. Good. So, uh, budget of $500,000, so spare no expense, as usual, on a uh, trauma film. <laughs> yeah. Um, sure. Let's see. Who else is in this movie? We also have uh, Eli Roth appears in the movie. Okay. I, okay. I did not know this. Lemmy from Motorhead is in what? this movie. <laughs> oh that's good that's good 
Uh, Trey Parker and Matt Stone appear as hermaphrodites. Okay. Um, who else is in here? Let's see. Yeah, I said, like I said, Ron Jeremy. Um, that's all that I'm recognizing here. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, film director Joe Lynch is in this also. Joe Lynch is in this movie. Yes. So we have, so, so we have Eli Roth and Joe Lynch. Um, and yeah, I can't wait to watch this insanity. I really can't. I can't either. What about you? Oh no, I'm, I'm very excited. I, I haven't seen this either. I'm glad that neither of us have seen either of the movies we're watching because it would have been pretty easy to do a Tromeo and Juliet or to do a Toxic Avenger or a Class of Newcomb High because they're all so friggin' classic and like any movie we picked would have been perfect for the show. Yeah. Um, but I'm glad that we're going with a couple of movies that neither of us have seen. So I think that'll work really well for us. And I'm I am excited. The more you talk about this film, the more excited I am to see it because it's hitting it's checking off all the boxes for me of, the, of movies that I like. So I'm, I'm ready for it. I would also recommend if you got the time, two other movies to watch on uh, the Troma Now app. Uh, one is called When Nature Calls. OK. Uh, when Nature Calls is directed by um, uh, Kaufman's brother. And. It is hilarious. I, it's, 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 it, apparently, it was a box office hit when it came out in the 80s, but it has become forgotten, and I'm so sad about that. I mean, there is definitely some jokes that will make you go, ooh, we can't do that joke today. But this thing is a parody. If, if you remember the god-awful Wilderness Family movies that came uh-huh. out in the 70s oh, and yeah. 80s, this film is a parody of that. The, about the, the family that gives up city living to go live in the wilderness and become one with nature. Yeah, the guy on a buffalo, the whole nine yards. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> go. Um, we we have a sequence in the movie where a woman makes love to a bear. <laughs> well, good, good. My, that, my... that is what's missing. Since the Revenant, I haven't had a good. <laughs> I haven't I haven't really had my thirst slaked for that, so I'm glad that that's there. <laughs> um, so yeah, definitely uh, recommend that one if you've not seen that one. Um, another one that is on there that I would recommend if uh, you've not seen it is um, Surf Nazis Must Die. If oh, you've yeah. never seen Surf Nazis Must Die, oh, that's I have I have I have seen Surf Surf Nazi not. Surf musties, knots die. Surf musties, surf musties, surf Nazis must die, and the second one, <laughs> whatever they called that one. I have that on. Do I have that on? Um, I think I might have that on VHS somewhere. I need to look. And another one I would recommend is uh, uh, Death by Temptation. Oh, I. Definitely seen Death by Temptation. Yeah, sure. Death by Tem- yeah, Death by Temptation. I it, it, I th- it's one of the ones where people would be surprised to see that that one came from Trauma because it's yes. a little more serious than uh, the other Trauma films. But I mean, one of the great things about Trauma is is, is that Lloyd Kaufman is willing to take risks and give it mm-hmm. and give people a chance. And that was definitely one of them that was like that. Um, in fact, I think Death by Temptation was on uh, the Joe last Bob. drive with Joe Bob. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Last damn season. good movie. Yeah, damn good movie. Um, so, yeah, th- those ones I would recommend outside of what we're about to watch on these two episodes. Not enough succubus horror these days. No, not gone? really. Yeah, I mean, I'm actually surprised because it's, it's ripe for a horror film. Yeah, like like an updated horror film. Um, and not enough. I'm calling yeah. on all directors to make succubus movies again. <laughs> I mean, we had one in VHS, but that was just a segment, not a whole yeah, film. No, I want a whole last thing. And, and you know, I'm just, I'm just saying, anybody out there, any A24, you know, Bloomhouse, I'd even, I'd even say Bloomhouse, somebody, a serious introspective look at um, Alyssa Milano's Embrace of the Vampire, if anybody <laughs> wants to do that, <laughs> elevate that shit. Take it to the next level. <laughs> I'm all right 
Alrighty, gang. We will be right back after we have dove headfirst into the mind of Lloyd Kaufman with Terror Firmer. Penis monster first into the bare sex <laughs> that is this movie. Terror Firmer. What we got here is your basic serial killer. You know, your killer's choices of victims indicate some sort of personal animosity against you and your company. Family values must be saved. Yeah, right. <laughs> Where's the blood? Where's the blood? Where's the blood? We're done! No! Trauma movie! That guy is really dead. These movie people are disgusting. Terror burner. Hi there, fun seekers! Are you looking for cinema that is absolutely 100% independently made, but also extremely unique and outside of the box? Well, look no further than Troma Pictures and the Troma Now streaming service. Watch.troma.com is your home for everything from Roy Kaufman and his band of very fun individuals. Everything from the Toxic Avenger and beyond at your fingertips. Only $4.99 a month, but your first 30 days are free. Did I say free? Yes, they're free. So what are you waiting for? Go to watch.troma.com and sign up. Also available on your Apple and Android devices, on the Roku stick, and also on the Fire Stick. Let's get freaky. Uh, I I uh, I gotta be honest with you. I don't know where to begin with this one yeah. because uh, I Listen. did I like it? Yes. But... Listen, I think we gotta start where we started in the past, and that is to say, trigger warning for literally everything. Yeah, there is no there is no non-trigger warning in this movie. Well, well, when your very first line in the movie is just the right size, king size pussy that I like, you know yeah, what you're you, getting yourself into. Yeah, However, you're, you're headed down a road. We had no idea what kind of road we were heading no. down at all. God, it's, no. Um, <coughs> God. Oh, my God. Wow. Um, this film so, is bananas. What really struck me about this film, outside of it being a film, um, <laughs> is what I felt was a very, very strong Italian slasher influence throughout this film. Oh, definitely. Like, yeah. Giallo just all over the place. Mm-hmm. The th- thematically, the, um, the climax of the film, like, that really struck me. Like... And the other thing that will never not make me laugh at some adolescent level is the fact that you have these pretty um, involved and graphic sex scenes throughout this film, but you're always going to have weird sound effects with them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is that especially, is at its finest, especially when we get a close up of like some of the most deformed genitalia we've ever seen in our entire life i uh, kudos to actor will keenan who played casey kaufman in this movie because he went for it and gave us one hell of a performance as casey yeah um and lloyd who is basically playing a blind version of himself uh larry benjamin i i didn't think that that gag would be as good as it was i was like okay this is gonna you know run out of steam real fast but oh no no it didn't i especially the the sequence in the uh the bathroom where he's like pissing on everybody um (laughs) (laughs) the trauma and kaufman in particular are famous famous for the safety on the sets of their films yes um i love the fact that they that he turned that into a thing in this movie. 
Like, well, yeah, yeah, because it's like you know, let's let's be safe on this film, respect everybody, let's make a good movie, and the polar opposite happens <laughs> every time. The polar opposite <laughs> happens. I, I really feel like this is a real satire, like over the top Gonzo satire of what Lloyd Kaufman feels feels like when he's making a movie for Trope. Mm-hmm. Like that's the movie, right? the 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 plot of the movie is somebody is killing people associated with trauma movies mm-hmm. at the while they are making this magnum opus sergeant kabuki man's there toxie's yeah, there toxie's there and other creations from uh you know trauma's past i'm just like yeah i want to see a sergeant kabuki man toxic avenger movie where he fucks a woman who's so blind that he she regains her sight you know <laughs> You know, <laughs> right, right. Oh my I, God, I can see, I can see, and you know, and Toxie is the one who gets pregnant, and has to give birth to the yes. baby, and yeah, yeah. I would love a trauma film like that, yeah. but you know, technically we got it with this, but at the same time we also got sequences of, uh, you know, massive gore. I mean, uh, just over the top, just chunky like blood. you said, chunky blood and it's chunky. A, it's gore. a trauma favorite, chunky blood. I mean, especially uh, uh, the character uh, Jacob, uh, who who has, I think, my favorite kill in the movie, which is the uh, escalator kill. And yeah, what, oh God. what gets me is they talk about how can we film an escalator kill on film, and then we get the escalator kill on film. Oh, like, there's just right. so much meta-ness going on in this movie. Um, and yeah, that was my favorite kill in the whole thing, especially when they're doing the... Uh, the news report with uh, Lenny as a reporter. <laughs> um, and the, the, the boy is playing with the with the dead head like it's a toy. It's like, look, mommy, I got a new toy. <laughs> this movie is insane. Like, I, I don't know how we can even talk about it. Like, so somebody's killing off all of these people in the movie. Um, you know, various people... And you're trying to figure out if there's a connection, but you get long stretches between kills, mm-hmm. like long stretches. And in the meantime, what what part does? Oh, God, what's her name? What's her name? Uh, brain's not working. Um, the. Um, our 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 heroine, what's her name? Oh, Jennifer. Yeah, thank you. Um, so. Jennifer is on set, wants to be a filmmaker. Mm. She is a writer. What does she do on the set? I think do we she was know. Like, a, like I think she was a writer and I think a, an assistant to Larry, okay. if I remember right. Uh, she's got a great post credit sequence. Uh, one of the two post credit scenes, you know. But uh, <laughs> and um, yeah, she she's like, yeah, I want to, you know, of course, you know, be a director and everything. And of course, you know, when uh, naked, not naked, but uh, uh, blind Lloyd Kaufman hears this, of course, he tells her, you know, that the best way to be a director is to have a, a appearance in my movie. And by appearance in this movie, it means she's going to get naked and have sex with Toxie. But the and, reason that she had to get naked and have sex with Toxie is because Christine was dead. Yes. Cause yeah. <laughs> like cause, that day. <laughs> That day, it's like, well, we lost our actress, um, so you could do it. Don't worry, it'll be a closed set. And by closed <laughs> set, we mean we're going to invite everybody, including your 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 high school teacher and, uh, and, a, and a children and a class of elementary school students. Yes, to watch. And then it's like all of a sudden, they she starts actually having sex with Jerry in real life, and all the. <laughs> The production assistant is leaning over to Lloyd Kaufman like, they're fucking, we better film this. And Lloyd's like, oh, yeah, 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 film it. Come on, film it, film it. Yeah. (laughs) And then, of course, course we've got a sequence where one of the, I mean, this poor production assistant who is, like, eating shit and is like, that's not brownie mix. Uh, Oh, the the shit-eating guy. Yeah. This definitely definitely isn't pudding. This definitely isn't pudding. And then at one point, he's all of a sudden running around naked throughout the streets of New York City and Times Square, which I'm going, 
I the whole entire time I'm watching this sequence, I'm thinking to myself, okay, were these actors that he's running around, or were these real <laughs> citizens of New York, like tourists and stuff, who had no idea that suddenly this naked man with this like thing on his head that doesn't allow him to see or speak. That he was getting he was getting a, a, a mold for a mask made, right? Yeah. And what was great was that, you know, he was getting the mold for the mask made because it was going to involve a sequence where the head gets squashed. And sure enough, that's what happens to him when he's running around naked in Times Square as he falls and gets his head squished. <laughs> yeah, can I ask a question? What was with the two guys? The two Eastern European guys. Oh, <laughs> you mean the French cool cats? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. We want to. We want to make a movie with you, but oh, you don't have the big tits. We need the big tits, man. This the movie. big tits. <laughs> this whole movie, I don't know, man. I liked it because it's trauma. It made no sense. It was so over the top. Everything was at an 11, including like the nudity and the sex and the kills and the 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 physical comedy, like just everything was was even the plot. Even the plot twist was great. When when we got to the plot twist, that was just like, oh, my God. And then as if it couldn't go any further, we get, you know, two post credit sequences one of them I'll leave as a secret for people to go and watch this one. But the other one, all of a sudden, here we are seeing Lenny from Motorhead again. And he's giving us this PSA on intersex people who at the time were still called hermaphrodites. Right. But giving us this uh, speech about intersex people. And who do we have playing our intersex subjects for this PSA? But none other than fucking Trey Parker and Matt Stone. <laughs> Jesus. And we have this sequence like where they get to this sign and it says like normal people, black people, and then hermaphrodites for the bathroom. And the bathroom for the hermaphrodites is like this shit filled bucket. And I'm like, oh my God. (laughs) Trey Parker, Academy Award nominee Trey Parker, pulling his panties down, squatting and going close up on screen. Uh, just like there, there's your Emmy winner right there, folks. Yeah. This movie was a lot. This movie it, was a lot. It, it was a lot, but good God, I'm glad I went on its journey. <laughs> Me too. If you like trauma films, you should watch this movie. Oh, like, this is a must see. Yeah, this this is a must see. I apparently he wanted to go out and make the most over the top disgusting movie he's ever made. And he succeeded with Terra Firmer because I've seen some shit from Trauma, but damn. I mean, like I said, going back to the very first scene, our very, 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 very first scene where our first line of dialogue is, you know, about that this is the, the right size giant pussy I like. And suddenly she rips his leg off. Yes. And murders him with his own leg. Yeah. Yeah. That's the first two minutes of the movie. I don't want to give away anything for this one because yeah. it is a. You have to experience did, this thing to believe it. It did keep me it. guessing a little bit, uh-huh. so I don't want to give anything away there. But yeah, it's it's wild. Yeah, it doesn't let go after that first initial killing, and yeah, I don't want to give away anything either because it is such it is such a wild ride. It really is. And it's a wild ride you have to experience for yourself. And like I said, there are two cuts of this movie. Uh, the version that we watched on Troma Now is the the director's cut, um, which is the, the way to see this, especially for the quote-unquote, we have a serial killer on our hands scene in the beginning of the film, which also just, that it's a dad joke, but cracked me up at the same yeah. time with the way they handled it. Um and yeah, it's just I mean, there was also what I also like is that if anyone's familiar with the movie Dress to Kill, there was some nods to Dress to Kill in this yes. movie. Yes, there were Um, just so much fun. I just just so much fun. 
it, it really did borrow very heavily from Giallo, whether it's, you know, whether we want to consider it, you know, the Italian or, you know, things like Dress to Kill. Like, yeah. that was what really, really struck me is cutting through all of the insanity, the boobs, the, you know, the the, the chunky blood, the insane, like, Lloyd Kaufman jumping on a, or, or getting flipped in the air and landing on a bomb, <laughs> getting exploded. Like, cutting through all of that, there's this, like, honestly kind of Arturish idea of filmmaking being used that was really interesting Mm -hmm. but i i just there is one thing i do want to recite because it really was one of my favorite monologues in the film and it came from lloyd himself and it is this monologue quiet 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 what's going on here i'm the director i'm the director and I'm not saying that because I'm some kind of ego, I'm on some kind of ego trip or some kind of bullshit artistic vision. I'm telling you this because I've been directing 10 cent movies for 30 years, and I think I know a little bit about what I'm doing. And I know a little something about the world because I'm a 52 year old manic asshole. It's a horrible world: starvation, dismemberment, torture, rape, cornholing. It's horrible out there. But it's worse here in the movie set. We have danger and stupidity. I don't want someone dying on my set. If someone dies here, I'll blow my brains out and it'll be your fault. (laughs) I was making the big mistake of taking a drink during that. And when he said that, it went all out of my mouth. (laughs) Which is definitely what's gone through his head a bunch of times while making movies, you know? The other line he said that cracked me up is when he's yelling at the cats. It's like, now I'm about to go around and wipe your asses. Just tell me so. (laughs) (laughs) These great lines that he's spewing out of his mouth. Um, But yeah, yeah. If if you are a fan of trauma, take this trip. Get on board. And hang on. Yeah. (laughs) Hang on until the very end. Definitely, it's a ride. It's a ride. It's, it's, and, I will go as far as to say, again, a bunch of trigger warnings, not for the faint of heart. No. Um, but I enjoyed my time in the level of insanity that this movie introduces. The other thing, the other, the other line that I loved also, now that I remembered, is when uh, Casey said the perversions must end, value values must be saved. And immediately, I think it was Christine, she said, no, this is a trauma film. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, that's the spirit right there. Yep. All right. So April, it's the month of April Fool's Day, the month of Easter and all this stuff. And in celebration of the fact that, yeah, it's the it's the month of April Fool's Day. We're doing three films. Yeah, we are. Uh, we are. Well, one of them I wouldn't necessarily count as a film uh, because it is a is a television is a set of two television specials that we're right. doing um we're going to be doing some really poorly aged 1970s cheese uh <laughs> from filmation and and this is when filmation was trying to do live action shit to kind of compete with sid and marty croft and they they did this live action adaptation of dc comics yes and they did two they did two specials and they were both so horrendously bad that we didn't get any more of them thank god but we're gonna watch them anyway uh they're called legends of the superheroes and uh they managed to drag burt ward and adam west into the fold with these to reprise their roles as batman and robin Mm-hmm. Uh, but we also get introductions to characters like Black Canary. Uh, we get The Flash. We get uh, uh, the actor who played Captain Marvel at the time in The Powers of Shazam. He's on this as well. Uh, we get Hawkman. We get um, uh, Green Lantern. And then we're being reunited with a favorite of ours, Andy. 
Yeah. Um, Jeff from Pink Lady and Jeff <laughs> is, is, oh, is in, he's in these specials as the weatherman. Okay. Um, and we also get we also get Frank Gorshin as the Riddler. So they got him out of retirement to play the Riddler. Uh, but we also get like Solomon Grundy and we get Ed McMahon out of all people. <laughs> and Marsha Warfield. It's very good. This so, is very this is all very good. So we'll be doing Legends of the Superheroes, and then on top of that, we're gonna be doing a film that I just happened to stumbled upon during the Vinegar Syndrome sale. And I'm looking at this thing and I'm like, what the hell is this movie? So I open it up and I'm reading the description and then I watch the trailer and I'm like, I need to buy this site on scene. And oh shit, Andy needs to do the same thing as well. <laughs> uh, the film is called Wacko from 1982. And I mean, before we had like scary movie and all of them, there is these this series of slasher parodies that came out in the early 80s, uh, like Student Bodies and uh, Hysterical and, and, and uh, Pandemonium and stuff. This one I've never heard of before. Right. And I'm surprised because of not only who directed it, it's directed by Graydon Clark, who has given us such uh, genre goodies like The Uninvited, Dance Macabre, Black Shampoo, Satan's Cheerleaders. Yes, uh, I got with, it on VHS, baby. <laughs> without warning. And then a, a movie that was uh, done on Mystery Science Theater 3000, Angel's Revenge. So, you know, he gave us that. And then Wacko has a cast of Jodon Baker, Stella Stevens, Julia Duffy, George Kennedy... And uh, and the the screen debut of Andrew Dice Clay. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. So I'm like, how have I never heard of this fucking film? And, you know, it is a parody of slasher films centering around someone whose name as who's known as the lawnmower killer. So, okay. yeah. So I was like, OK, I got to buy this thing. And then I'm watching the trailer and I sent the trailer to you. And I was like, you may want to check this out. And then it showed up at my house. Look at that. <laughs> I got New York ninja Yes. <laughs> um, so we'll definitely see how this is. Oh, my God. Charles Napier is in this thing also. Oh, Jesus. And so is E.G. Daly. This movie's stacked. Damn. Okay. Well. Yeah, I mean, oh it's God, no Geely, but <laughs> what are you going to do? <laughs> so then, uh, yeah, oh God, it's no Geely. <laughs> anyway, um, those are our three movies that we're going to be doing for the month of April. April and May are just going to be deep pain because uh, yeah, May is uh, deep hurting. Let's just say that May is going to be deep hurting as well. So, well, I can't wait to figure out how I'm going to contribute to that deep seated pain that we're gonna feel because <laughs> i will i'll find a way oh i know you will i know you will trust me <laughs> I, I i still think about uh the reeker to this day so and not, and not in a good way so yeah <laughs> i know i do have three movies i have, I have a trilogy that at some point we're gonna watch all three it's just a matter of when. So, and they're not, they're not Reeker bad by any means. They're just movies I really like. <laughs> that I think we should do because they are at this point, they're cult. They, they aren't available for streaming. Um, neither is Geely. Um, they aren't available, you know, like they aren't readily available movies, but I remember watching them over and over again. Um, and we will watch those movies. At some point. Oh my God. Oh, yay. <laughs> these aren't these this is not that this is not i'm not gonna scare you 61st you okay on this one this is this is a different scenario okay completely different what if, 
one of them's not movie 43, is it? No, 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 okay. no, no, no. Good. No, these are straight up horror monster movies. Okay. That, yeah, it's not that. No. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks. Thank you again uh, so much for joining us for our look at Troma. Uh, oh, excuse me. What is going on with you tonight? Ooh, man. <laughs> What what a what a great way to wrap up our discussion of trauma with a belch, right? Yeah, that ain't pudding. <laughs> that, that ain't pudding. <laughs> okay, we'll weird. see you on our next episode. <laughs> Why are we so weird? <laughs> Talk to you later. <laughs> <laughs>